This is 93.7 The Ticket. Look at me short. Look at me short. I'm the captain now. Three-time national champion, Vershawn Jackson. Oh, got a bunch all alone is Vershawn Jackson. And Vershawn, he'll get it to the 24-yard line. Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Here he is, Vershawn Jackson. Ah, yeah! That's right. Da-da-da-da. Part-time lover. I better stop doing that for Aaron. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. I'm back. It's the captain. Brashawn Jackson on the ticket. 93.7. I got my pipeline pancake brother in the building. Aaron Taylor, what's up, my friend? How you doing, BJ? You made it a week, buddy. Hey man, I made it. Can you believe that? On time. I love it. Good for you. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Let's talk Bill Bush. Bill love Bush, new Bill special Bush. teams coordinator. Love it. I love it. Lo- lo- loved him a long time ago, and uh, what a great hire. What, what, a, what a good man. What a good coach. Um, there's nothing but positivity for me. I, I guess the only thing is, is um, why did it take so long? Right, but, but I, I, you know, I know there's things behind the scenes on, you know, possibly coaching other positions or, you know, potential contract with LSU, that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, man, I'm I'm excited for him. Yeah, I, I I'm think, excited for us. Yeah, I think for us, it's exciting because we actually got somebody that can be held accountable for special teams. You know, since that's that's worth seven to ten points, somebody's got to be held accountable for it. You know, you, you always hear about the three phases of the game, and, and you know, and, and coaches always say that, how they're all equally important, but they really are. I mean, and that's the whole thing, right? I mean, it, it wasn't a, a deal, you know, not, not glory days, and, but, but you could take a look at when we played. You can take a look at the good teams um, that, that are playing nowadays. A lot of them have their – and us, we, we, we have starters out on the field, you know? It, and, and, man, when, when you when you get guys like uh, – um, Tyrone Williams or Ralph Brown or, or Mike Brown or, you know, all of the, the, the wonderful playmakers that we had and, and, and even into the early 2000s, if you will, um, man, it, it, you know, we, we had some good players there and they were starters on either offense or defense. And I, I think, uh, however, we got away from that, that those kind of things uh, going all the way back to, I don't know if you remember the name Santino Panico. Um, long time ago, man, that was, that was rough, but, uh, we, we kind of got away from it. You know, you take a look at special teams at Nebraska, right? BJ, you take a look at them. You know, I was just watching football this past weekend. Say Sam Cook. I, I had to Google how long he's been in the league. I was telling my wife, I'm like, he's from Roseland, Nebraska, right? Mm-hmm. He's been with the Baltimore Ravens for, I think, 16 years now. You take, you take a look at Chris Brown. You take a look at Josh Brown. You take a look at. Um, a lot of specialists that we had, uh, you know, they played a lot of years in the NFL and, and played very, very well. And, and 
I'm excited to get back to that, right? I mean, because, you know, you, you talk about Nebraska, there was potentially the, you know, O-line university, or we would put out great running backs every year, those kind of things. Um, we always put out specialists, always have. <clears throat> and, and I'm ready to get back to that, right? It's, it's the kind of that phase of the game that you don't want to worry about um, during the game because we were so good, right? Those guys were so good, and I'm, I'm ready to get there. Yeah, but how do you – you know, a lot of times people say, um, well, you know, when we get the quarterback um, out of the portal, then we get another guy, the, the receiver out of a portal. But what I don't hear about, and it's alarming to me, is – Jamal Lewis said this when I asked him, you just got plucked out of a portal. What's the first thing you want? You know what he said? I want to know who's blocking for me. How come there's not a big emphasis on the offensive lineman in the portal? Uh, I, you know, I think there is. You know, you know they, they, they brought in the one kid from uh, Fordham. Um, I'm not sure if there's still a chance with him. I, I think, um, and, and, and talking with a couple of friends, that, that they've got a couple coming in this week. Um, I know they got the FCS All-American coming in. Um, so, so I think, you know, and of course when we got, um, shoot, what's his name? Omaha kid that was at Northern Colorado. Mm. Um, he's a player, DJ. He's I'll, a player. I'll find out. If you guys uh, know out there on the side of Heyman text hotline, yeah. please text me the name of that kid. Yeah, he, he's a good player. Um, I think he's going to come in and be able to contribute right away, right? Um, so, so I, I think you're only looking at two to three spots on the O line. Um, again, I think we touched on a little bit last week. You, you and I talked is, is that offensive line position, that group, they're skilled, right? The, to, to me, um, if, I, if I'm looking back, I think they're the high, the highest rated, if not close to it, group that um, Scott Frost has recruited since he's been here, right? I mean, you, you've got. Uh, and you've got some good players in Corcoran. You know, of course, you got Jurgens leaving. Um, you know, you got Noeli that's played. Um, you know, Bryce Benhart was the number one player in Minnesota. Um, you got Brock Bando that, that um, you know, is a good player. Ethan Piper. I mean, you've got some good players that I don't think they need to go in and completely overhaul, right? Um, I, I think what they need to do is I think they need to um, – reorganize, shuffle them around a little bit, maybe move Corcoran inside. Um, I think you're looking for that tackle. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I think what, what Rayola has ahead of him this spring is going to be a lot of fun for him because he's going to be able to assess what he has. And I think I told him when he talked to me, I said, man, you've got some good, talented players. I said, I think you just got to figure them out. And then you just do what you do to them. Um, so, I like that offensive line group. I, I think they're highly talented. I said this when I spoke to some groups over the past year. Um, if they're good, I just they're just not reaching their potential. What do they and, need and, to work? What do, as an offensive lineman who played at a high level, what do they need to work on? What does Coach <laughs> uh, Riola need to work on with those guys to make them better? I I think the, the biggest thing is. I, I would say, I mean, of course, you're, you're going to go into techniques, and we can we can talk about that and bore us and people to death and, and have other ideas, those kind of things. But um, to, to me, it's just attitude, man. 
a lot of it is just attitude and want to. You're you're a whole different breed when you're an offensive lineman, and you you know that, BJ. You've seen us, and you saw how close we were, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we we were just a different breed than all the other groups, and uh, and there was a level of nastiness too, right? That that, man, it was it was all of us working as one unit and and just getting after people and doing it again and again and again. Um, If you would have taken that 94, 95, 96, 97 team and asked if they wanted to go to bowl game, like the team got to vote last year, and they said no, and it was driven by the O-line. Um, that wouldn't have happened, man. The O-line would have said, we're going. We're going. Who do we play? Hmm. I got my cleats in the car. Let's go. Uh, well, I mean, you almost have to with that, in that situation because it gives you an extra game to be to, to, to work on your craft, to get better, to go against the other competition than the other players – Sean P. I, said on the text line I'm that that guy's name was Kevin. Why they vote no? I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, but but well, here, but, here, but, but, here's but, another. But I think a lot of it is attitude, right? And, and a lot of it, it's not like I came into the University of Nebraska and I was, you know, full of this piss and vinegar, right? I that 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 wasn't me. I I had to learn how to be aggressive, how to be nasty, and and a lot of that was was driven into me by. Um, Aaron Graham, by Zach Weger, by Brendan Stye, by, by those guys that just kind of funneled that down. So, so I think one of the things they need to step into, somebody's got to step up into that leadership role and kind of be that guy to get everybody together to, to, to be who they want to be, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they can talk about it, but, but they've all got to get there and they've all got to move towards it. Well, I, I think that guy that would have done it, Cam Jurgens, who left, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up and and uh, and does it. I can tell you one thing: they're not going to be soft because you got a Rayola coaching them. I agree with that. They're going they're going to be dogs. But I told him, I said, "Hey, you going to bring some of that Hawaiian nastiness with it with you?" He's like, "You know me, man. It doesn't ever leave." Who who do we <laughs> like? Have? I love it. I love it. Who two things? One, the name was Kevin Williams. I believe that you're talking about. That's him. Sean P. Watch, watch, watch his tape. I, I got to turn it on, okay? So, Sean P. says, Kevin Williams, thank you, Sean P. We're going to turn that tape on. Yes, sir. Another thing is, I got an anonymous texter that says, can't say Cochran is a good player when he graded out zero. He graded out as the worst LT at the FBS level. The players need to be coached up. Please. What do you think about that? As far as Cochran goes. I thought he's a true freshman. There's not very many true freshmen. I don't think there was a true freshman that played since Richie Incognito. So, and before that, Will Shields. Um, (laughs) Listen, I I I get it. I get it. I mean, we we could sit and pick it apart, right? Mm. Well, was was he a very good left tackle at at times? Absolutely not, right? I mean, I'm sitting here on my couch watching the games and and not happy. I I get that. Um, But. I, I think with with coaching, with coaching, yeah, absolutely, and and with his physical skills, right? I mean, he's 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 a big, tall, athletic guy. I, I think he's got the strength. I think he's got the speed. I think he's got the size. Um, do I think he's a left tackle? No, but that's why I talked about reshuffling, right? Well, what's Rayola going to do to reshuffle? Is Teddy P from from Elkhorn South going to be be ready to go in? Rayola's not going to be able to see him until until fall camp. But uh, so he's going to have to get somebody ready or, or bring in that Juco that we were talking about earlier. So, yeah, do, do, do I 
do I think some of these guys are, are great at their position? Eh, no, but but do I think if you moved him down to a uh, a guard or center, yeah, I, I think he I think he hmm. could work out well, hmm. I, just based on upon the athleticism that they have. So 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 you're basically saying that there is an importance to coaches knowing where to play players that may be out of position, but that can help you greater at another position. Meaning, like with Cochran, he wasn't the best left tackle, right tackle, whatever the case may be, but if you move him inside, he might become great. Right. Just based on right. his body type, based on what he brings to the table, and now you put a little bit of coaching on him, and and then we've got a whole completely different – because I don't think – I don't know if we – listen – Everything is coaching, and it, it might be VJ that, that you that you move Ben Hart inside, and you move Corcoran to right tackle, right? I like that. And, and you have and you have one of these JUCOs coming to left tackle, and, and and maybe maybe Piper falls into offensive center. You know, Newelli I think is a good player, um, and and then you'll have another guard spot open up for either JUCO or Bando or or somebody else moving on up. So or Williams who's coming in, um, so. It's going to be an interesting spring. It's going to be a real interesting spring in regards to um, Rayola, Rayola figuring these guys out and then figuring out their 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 personalities along with it, right? I mean, because that's a lot of it. You know, who who's that leader? Who's going to be that leader? And will he fit better in this spot? Or, you know, for for me, um, for whatever reason, I came out better out of the left-handed stance than I did a right-handed stance. And so whenever I went over to the right side and played right guard, man, that was tough for me. It was like a whole different world. And uh, so, I mean, it could be just little nuances like that, moving from right to left side. Um, so he's got his work cut out for him. He's, he's, he's going to have a lot of fun this spring trying to figure all this out. How important is technique to an offensive lineman? Uh, extremely. Extremely. Um, but – you know, I, I say that, you know, there's different techniques and different types of, of offenses or blocking schemes. And, and, and you know this, right? <clears throat> so so when, when we were zone-oriented um, while we were playing, that, that was what, what I thrived in, um, you know, it, everything had to be perfect, right? Everything was perfect, perfect, perfect. I'm, I'm going to be 47 here later this month. I could still do it to this day because it was drilled into me of, you, you step here, step here, step here, step here, right? Um, now, that, that can be great, but you have to rep it a thousand times in practice to get efficient at it and to get uh, powerful and, and do it with some quickness, right? So one of the things Rayola talks about teaching these guys is a little more inline blocking, right? Jump them at the, at the line of scrimmage. And that was something that was used when I was with the Chicago Bears. You talk about a whole different type of a blocking scheme, but man, when it worked, when when I felt like I was doing that technique proper, properly in that scheme, it felt good and smooth and extremely powerful. So, I think technique is is critical, as I as I just said earlier, but it also depends on on what kind of scheme you're using it in, right? Mm -hmm. You know, one, one of the things, BJ, in pass blocking, which was so different, right? You see a lot of guys pass blocking, and, and, and um, usually they take a step backwards, right? They, they, they do, do a kick step, if you will. Um, 
and then they'll kind of wait and then they'll strike with their hands and making sure the hand placement's good and your feet are right and your head head placement's correct. Um, one of the things we did in Chicago, kind of with this jumping at the line of scrimmage, or excuse me, I did this at Indianapolis with the Colts, is you jumped, you actually moved forward with your inside foot and you grabbed the, the, the breastplate of the defender as quickly as possible and then you just mirrored that defensive lineman. And, and usually, you know, that, that's that two to three second, let that quarterback get back in the drop and throw it. So, so there's, there's a bunch of different ways of doing this, and, and learning that technique is going to be crucial for these guys this, uh, this spring. I, I'm, listen, I'm being redundant, and I'm asking you this question just because I think it would be nice for ticket fans to get the answer. But how important is – because the one thing that we, that, that we can see – um, in the last four years or in the last 14 years is there hasn't necessarily been offensive line play that has gotten better every year, every year. You've seen guys leave Nebraska not very good and make it in the NFL. How important is developing these guys into the guys that they should be? Maybe not in year two, but in year three, four, or five? They should be have. They should come with some grit. <laughs> what? I don't. Have, I don't have an answer for you, man. Oh, it, it's, uh, what? I I don't know because it, it's one of those things that I'm 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 just as confused about too. Whenever I can watch Will Farniak go and just pancake somebody last weekend, um, Will Farniak, Dallas Cowboys, mind you. Or, or, yeah, yeah, and and um. You know, watch Brennan Hymas play, or um, and I know I'm missing a couple from the offensive line that got in there. Nick Gates was playing well up until he got injured early in the season, and those, those kind of things. So it's frustrating to me because we weren't seeing that kind of production here at Memorial Stadium, right? And then you go to the NFL, and so what is it? Is, is it is it teaching? Is it is it the coaching? Is it the um, to me, it's not the offensive scheme, if you will, right? Because I mean, you're still in your group, and you still got to perform at that level. I don't know. I don't know what was going on in the room. I hadn't been to, um, you know, a film session with the guys, those kind of things, to to really know if it's gelling or, or you know, individual practices um, in regards to uh, the individual teamwork. But man, it, it's. It's frustrating to me because those guys are going on, and it looks like they're going to have some long careers. Yeah, I I, I don't know, VJ. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I don't know the answer. Those I wish are, I did because it's as frustrating to me as it is to to everybody else. Well, that's the measurement of a coach. Okay, that's the way I look at it now. Being having a birthday a month after yours next month, and being forty seven years old, I've learned that the measure of a coach is how good the players that play for him is. You know, I, I take my hat off to Coach Tenenberg and Coach Young, and I say, when I, especially when I look back now, all that time that he spent with you guys, how close of a net group that you guys were. But the guys who came in, I, again, I can name the guys who came in with me as freshmen, and the majority of you guys redshirted that came in and had to play on scout team. We all did, yeah. So some of us two years worth of it, even though we were on scholarship. And so I look at that and I say, well, what's the difference between an Aaron Taylor 1993 that was a true freshman and an Aaron Taylor 1997 that was the Outland Trophy winner who 
had to get better, bigger, stronger, faster, more athletic. Your pro agility had to get better. You could not have been the same guy you were in 1993 and expect to play in 1997. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're 100% right. And I I attribute a lot of it is just to the coaching, right? I mean, just to the, to the development. Of course, I'm going to develop, right, as a young man, you know, 18 years old coming in and leaving at, at 23. Um, so I'm physically going to develop. But a lot of that was, was – Coach Young and Coach Tenniper, right? Just spending time with us. And, and I think you said it on, on a show that when you talked about running 140, 150 plays of practice, that's critical, BJ. I mean, that, that, that's critical on the development of any player. It doesn't matter if you're an O-lineman, you're a defensive lineman, a linebacker, corner, safety, receiver, running back, right? It, you're, you're eventually going to get it figured out if you're running, call it, Six, seven hundred plays a week, right? Versus standing on the sidelines watching the first team do it. So, you know, you're you're going to develop that way. So, I attribute a lot of it to that, right? It is and and not only that, but even though we were scout team, we were still getting coached. You know, it wasn't like we were down there and forgotten about by Coach Tenniper. He was still watching our plays and watching what we were doing and teaching us. And to attest to that. I was on scout. I'll never forget this. I never forget this in my life. This is one of those coaching moments that will stick with me. We're on. I'm on scout team. I'm at the run station, which if you were a back or a fullback, you hated to go to run station. You would much rather go to pass station because run station was going to be 30 plays of rock'em sock'em. All you're doing is running and coming downhill on the block. But yep. I had came down, and Ed Stewart was the was the was the linebacker, and I think I just went in there like a soft batch cookie. Let me tell you something, Coach Solich came down to the stop and said, "Run it again." And he got in my face and told me, "If I don't go in there and act like I want to block, that I won't be here." And I went in there and absolutely, positively annihilated annihilated Ed Stewart. And so to, to, to go with what you said, those coaches were also looking at what we were doing on scout team and made sure that they coached us up when need be. Hey, Aaron, I got to take a quick break. Yep. Uh, I want you to stick by. We still got a couple more things we definitely need to talk to talk about. We need to talk about the new uh, – we talked about the special team coordinator, but let's talk a little bit about the, the quarterback, what he brings to the table. I'll be right back. with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Yes, we are back. It's the captain on the ticket, 93.7 FM on your dial. Tune in because you're missing all this great love, man. I'm here with my brother from another mother, Aaron Taylor, my uh, classmate, 1993. I, you know what, Aaron? I'm going to go on a limb before I say anything else. And I just want to say that that 1993 team was a pretty doggone good class. That class was nice. Not just good because. Good class, man. It was I mean, a good class. Yes. 
I think about all the offensive line. I, I'm telling you, so when we talk senior leadership, right, senior leadership, how important – because we had a very, very senior-laden team in 1997 of guys who had been yep. there four and five years. How important was having that senior leadership? Yeah, but, you know, that was big because that's what, that's what happened with us, right, O-line group. With, with the 94 team, right? They're, they're the ones that set us up. So so that group would have been, what, the 91? Recruiting 91, 90-91 group? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, man, they're, they're kind of the ones that set us up to, to, to be those leaders. And, and I, you know, I give credit to those guys all the time, right, the, the original pipeline guys. And, and But it's true. I, I, I wouldn't have been the type of leader I was without them without them showing me the way, because that just wasn't my personality at the time. Right. But I developed into it. And, and, uh, man, I just attribute it to those guys to, to, to the only coach Jennifer, really. I mean, that, that, that's what it was. It was, it was those guys drilling it in me and then, then him, you know, giving me the affirmation that, Hey, yeah, this is you're headed the right direction. You think you could have jumped off size more than once and still had your job? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, my my senior year. How many times you jumped off sides your senior year? Uh, none. Right. So, do you think that you could have? I kept, mean, you just, you just don't do it. You right? Could you have kept your job at any point? <laughs> Forget your senior year. Well, hopefully, as, right. by your senior year, you got it out of your system. But could if, you, if kept, you? If you're asking me, my senior year, yeah, I think I could have. Right? Because I, I think I'd established no, myself you enough. Know. But right, if if I'm if I'm on an okay offensive line and, and struggling, those kind of things. If I would jumped off sides or, or had some bad snaps, those kind of things, man, you bet somebody else would be in there, 100%. Well, I'm, I'm saying multiple games. So, you know, you jumped off sides in, the, in game one. Okay, we can understand that. But now it's game seven. You're still jumping off sides. So now it's game ten, and you're still jumping off sides. I think at some point somebody yeah, else would have been, been trying to game. We would have been game. playing game ten, right? <laughs> Right. Right. <laughs> like, no, it's time for you to sit down. We're, we're going to get somebody else in there. I mean, you got to give somebody else a shot. And not not that you don't help get the guy back to where he needs to be at, but there's a time and a place for everything. And if somebody is struggling and they're costing the team as a coach, I think you have to make a decision that what's best for the team, not what's best for the player. A hundred percent, right? And, and and I think we're 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 uh, you know, Coach Frost is struggling a little bit, and and has since he got here, and he even mentioned it. You know, it, at some point in time, it's got to be um, that stuff has to be policed by the players, right? And, and I mean, you know, your coaches are only going to tell you so much; they can drill it into you. And I think you've seen that in the press conferences, right? With with uh, Coach Greg Austin and even Frost. Hey, we tell them this, we tell them this, we tell them this, and they've just got to go do it. Well, I agree with them. Now, now at some point in time, you have to have that leader, whoever that is, that's going to look at somebody else and say, you drop outside one more time, you're going to the field. You know, you're going to the sideline. Who is that and, guy? Um, Who would you say you that know, guy one of, the, is? one of those guys that scared me to death like that was Ooh. Tommy Frazier. Right? I, I was a sophomore. I'm starting. Man, I'm right in the thick of it. It's, you know, and it's, it's tense, it's rough, it's tough. And, I mean, he, he had that look like, you don't perform, I'm sending you out. Ooh. 
you know, and, and that, that's the way, that's the way it was. And, and, you know, I, I won't ever forget, right. I, I ended up becoming that leader and, and we had Karel Barkalter, who I love and, um, that gummit, um, that gummit. Yeah. Give me the running back from uh, Wichita from Kansas. D'Angelo Evans. D'Angelo, man. I love those guys. But I, I won't ever forget, man, when they first got in the game, it's one of their very first carries, they, they come through the hole. Of course, we like to run you know, in between tackles a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And they come through that hole, and they kind of turn that shoulder sideways and, and kind of do exactly what you were talking about. You got in trouble for against Ed Stewart. Mm-hmm. And Brother-in-law in it. Them coming back to the huddle, and I said, listen, man, you don't do that out here. You don't do that. You deliver the blow. If you don't want to do it, somebody else will. Right. And I remember their eyes being so big, but that's what happened to me whenever I was younger, you know, with, with Rob Zadishka saying, saying something very similar to me. And so I don't know if we have that on the field right now, but it's something that's very important, right? Because you, you got to have some of that senior leadership and, and, and the, the expectation that's there and, and that we're going to do it this way. Right. You never saw Lawrence Phillips or Ramon Green or Damon Benning go through a hole and turn their shoulder. No. That just wasn't going to happen. But then when, you know, Carell did it the first time or D'Angelo did it the, the first time, you know, I felt like it was for me to speak up. Those guys went on to have some good careers, right? Yeah, well, I mean, they needed you to speak up because they were both <laughs> But, but it wasn't freshmen. because of me and that. But, but somebody had to do it and set the expectation of what it's like to play here at Memorial Stadium. Absolutely, and they had to do it because they're true freshmen. You know, you talked about Tommy kind of being that guy, one of the guys that jumped jumped you a little bit about your play. I remember playing Kansas, and we were in Kansas. I think it was 95. We were in Kansas, and a couple tight ends had went down. Gilman was out. So a young number 34, six foot and all, had to go out there and, and actually play. And I remember two occasions when the first one when I brought in the, three occasions. The first play was I brought in the wrong play. And if you go back and watch the TV broadcast, you can hear Tommy laying into me on national TV. <laughs> he was laying into me. So then to, so then later on, I, I, I had a pretty big block that sprung Tommy for a big run. So then later on, Tommy actually, we were, it was 47 dive. We were on the one-yard line, right? It was 47 dive called. Lawrence Phillips is the tailback. Corey Schlesinger is the fullback. Very easily, we could have walked into the end zone. But Tommy thought to himself, let me get, let me get old VJ his first tug. Let me get him one, one, one yard, one pass, one catch, one touchdown. You know, he audible, and I appreciate that him – yeah, he jumped my bones. Yeah, he jumped me, but it was only to make me better. It wasn't 100%. he wasn't jumping yep. me to make me feel bad. He was jumping me to make me play better to help the team win. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, I, I think as we take a look at this team, VJ, it is it's gonna be a little bit of struggle to find that one guy, right? Um now now you're you're four or five years, you know. Starter, a quarterback is gone. Um, Cam Jurgens on the offensive line is gone, and I'm just talking offensive side. Um, you know, who's going to be that guy? Is it, is it going to be your, your your transfer portal guy in? You know, Mr. Thompson. Um, is, is it going to be? 
you know, one of the guys that have been playing on the offensive line for, for a couple of years now? Is it going to be one of these new guys that comes in? Um, who's that going to be that's going to set that standard and, and kind of be that voice for the coach when the coach isn't there? Yeah, and Those are some interesting questions that are going to be answered over the next few months. you got to answer them. You know, uh, you know, Donovan's got to – he has got to breed some leaders that will make his job easier, some guys that will get into people's face, not care about – what people think and say, you know what? I'm doing this for the betterment of the team. Let's talk right. defensive line coach. Do you, who do you believe they'll bring in, and what does that guy have to look like? D line coach. Yeah, we don't. Do we have one? Yeah. Well, we have Dawson. Oh, so Dawson's just going to kind of move over to defensive it, it, line. Dawson's going to take everybody like he did uh, a couple years ago. Okay. Perfect. So yeah, he's, yeah. He's moving and, over and, the defensive and line. Okay. Again, I, I think we talked about this last week. Is, is you know, I, I think he, well, he's more than capable, right? I think it's a good coach. Um, man, he loves his players. I, I've talked to him a couple times after games out in the parking lot, and and uh, man, his guys love him. <clears throat> guys absolutely love him. They play hard for him. You can see the results, right? With with his guys. Um, so so I, I think he's more than capable. He's going to take those guys. Um, you know, of course, you're losing a couple. You know, you you lose a guy like Ben Stilley. Um, you lose Daniels. Um, but but I think you have a good core coming back, right? You get Casey, Casey Rogers in there full time again. Um, you've got Ty Robinson. I think is going to continue to develop. Um, it'd be nice if we got an edge rusher in this uh, kind of recruiting class and this transfer portal class, whatever you want to call this whole recruiting thing. Um, you know what? Let's talk about that. Whatever happened to? The great edge rushers. I, I mean, Wait, when I, I mean, we, we we have always been known to have that guy, that dude on the outside. I mean, you go back, you can go all the way back. I mean, for me, right, um, all the way back to the Sandman, right? Mm, yeah. You know, Roger Thomas to all the way up until, um, you know, we played. You know, with with Winston, all the way up until when, when did it really end? Randy Gregory. Is that yeah, the last one? I, I would have said Randy Gregory. I mean, nobody else jumps jumps ahead of jumps into my mind. Nah, Randy be- Gregory is about the guy. About it's that was about it. And Randy yeah, Gregory's been in the league for what you know, six, but, seven but yeah, years. Yeah, man, you, you talk about you know we were talking about kickers, you know, earlier. You know that we always had great kickers. Man, we always had good defensive ends, right? Always. Well, we definitely need to bring in a stud at defensive end. I mean, we got to – it. It, you have to in the Big tw- Big Ten. You've got to be able to stop the run. You've got to be able to control the edge and the line of scrimmage. And to me, it starts not only with your interior alignment, but you got to have some guys that can can hold that edge and, and protect it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. You know, I, I think it's – you know, those, those edge rushers and – you know, it's tough. You take a look at Grant Winstrom his senior year. Would you really projected him to be what he was, right? So um, you mean from 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 his freshman year to senior year? Well, I'm talking about his senior year of high school, right? To to come in and play right away and be who he was. Remember, he wasn't a very big guy. He was tall and lanky, um, almost almost like a Blaze Gunnerson, right? Where you're looking at him, go, man, you got to put on some meat. But uh, you know, there's so many needs for an outside pass rusher and <laughs> there's only very few, right? 
that, that, that are available that you can go get, whether it's via the transfer portal or high school, right? So, so to me, man, if I was a coach, it, it's tough, right? Because you, then what, what do you do, right? All right, I got to recruit of something I want this to look like. And, and maybe you go get that, uh, you know, tall, lanky kid that can develop into it and, and, and just develop them. As long, um, as long as he's got I, a motor. I, it, it's so tough for me to, to sit out there and look and go, man, that, that's going to be a good edge rusher. You know, it's, there, there's not very many of them available. You got to find one, though. You got – and I, you know what? We had a text come in on the Soderheim text line that said, uh, 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 Mr. Payne showed some edge rush, hope he develops. Listen, I thought he played extremely well the first couple of games. Talking about Fidelius Payne. Yep. Agent Zero, I like to call him. But yep. then something happened. I don't know if that, that something that happened was – I don't know what happened. But he went from being a very good rush in at the time in those first two or three games to kind of non-existent. And then you kind of heard, you know, there was grumbles of him getting into the transfer portal. I'm glad we saved – I'm glad we saved that and, and didn't let him get away. Because I do think that he does have the potential to help us at the end. He uh, could yeah, be that guy. Yeah, yeah. Agent Zero, I like that. I like that. And and I think I think BJ, you know, the, the best attribute he has is, is his motor, right? You know, and you, you saw it, you were talking about those first couple of games and even last year, um, on COVID year, the, the kid didn't quit. The young man didn't quit and it was just go, 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 and he was getting rewarded for that high motor. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm really excited. I was, I was bummed out he entered the portal. And like, like you, I'm glad we saved him. Um, you talk about a whole other thing we could talk about is, is, you know, the whole transfer portal. You know, it, it's frustrating in the aspect that you got, got somebody like that that you love and all of a sudden he enters it. It's like, are these coaches going to have to go and recruit their – their current team just as much as they are high school students and other students that are in the portal. Oh, that's a good. That's a Man, very it's, good it's, question. It's, uh, I'm I'm so glad I'm not a coach. So very. I think again, if you if if you understand the times, you understand the portal. You have to recruit against the portal. You've got to recruit against the portal. You cannot continue to just you you got to well just like anything else. You got to game plan the portal. You got to right. tell these kids, look, I'm not recruiting you so you can get in, re in, the, in the report in the portal when things don't go right your first and second year. I'm recruiting you so that you will be here in five years. If you redshirt, you're here year five. Yeah. Right. So we're going to we're going to take it to a lightweight break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Tommy Frazier, because I think that's. That's and, and Tommy Frazier will be on Friday. He'll be here Friday. So I think that'll definitely be a good conversation. But let's talk a little bit about over the years, Nebraska has been defensive in you, I back you, O line you, linebacker you, kicker you. How do we get it back? I'm Rashawn Jackson. I'm with Aaron Taylor, three time national champion, Outland Trophy winner on 93.7 The Ticket. Back with Vershawn Jackson on 93.7.
93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. You know about this, AG. You know this song, AG? I'm, I don't. You know this song? I don't. Well, I'm going to let it play a little bit because you don't know it. It's the money oh. song. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, could you imagine if we had played in that time like this, how much money would have been getting shuffled around? You couldn't even imagine playing in this era right now, AG. You there? It, it, oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. You couldn't okay. imagine playing in this time right now. No, you, you know what? It'd be tough. It'd be tough. Uh, you know, I I don't know. You know, we're, as we age, you know, we start becoming our, our parents and our grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. And then talking about the younger generation. Um you know, it, it would be tough just for me in the aspect of just loyalty, right? We were talking about transfer portal earlier, um, coming in and, and those kind of things. It's, um, you know, I don't know if it was my upbringing, you know, being from a military family and, and me wanting to quit within two weeks of being here. My dad said, you know, you made a commitment and you got to stick to it. Um, those kind of things, but you know, to to me, it would just be tough. You know, it'd be tough to just be a teammate and see somebody else leave because they they didn't feel like they were being maximized as much as they can, and and uh, or, or something along those lines. It's, to me, that would be that'd be tough. If you had to put your hand on one thing that we definitely had to fix what would that one thing be to kind of turn the corner on this 2022 upcoming season? Well, obviously special teams, right? We, we, we talked about that earlier a little bit. Um, hey, special teams, Bill Bush. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I, and I think we, we, We've we've gotten there with him. I think uh, I think we're going to see a dramatic turnaround uh, with the additions they had with him as a special teams coach. With uh, you know even I think uh, Coach Joseph tweeted out that hey, my receivers play special teams, and uh, you know so so just the expectation of that, uh, you know, special teams have to get fixed, right? I, I I think the most important thing, BJ, out of everything, right, is knowing how to win, knowing how to win. Um, doesn't matter, offensive side, defensive side of the ball, they got to know how to win. We saw way too many times, uh, what, seven, eight, nine games, mm-hmm. where, you know, we should have won the game. We should have won the game. And I, I think it's just a, A process of these guys not knowing how to close it out, not having that feeling of, of I, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't well, know. Not, I've never been in that position. Not having what are they, the killer What is, are they feeling? They, they've got to feel like they've got to go out and dominate and close this game out. We're going to win it. We're going to take it in next week. We're going to do the same thing. We're going to dominate you. We're going to put 500 yards on you. We're going to hold you. 
to, you know, under 20 points and, and we're going to win this game and we're going to do it the next week and the next week. You know, to, to me, is, is that not the feeling? I, I, I don't know because it, you just don't lose, right? You're not supposed to. I, I, I mean, but, but how many times did you feel like you were going to lose when you lined up out on the field? Zero. Ne- never. Never. But, but again, listen, the guys that came before us, even though they were they won games, they still lost. And I think, like you said about with the older generation teaching us how to play the game. You know, we played against Trev Albers. People really don't get that. But we had to go against him in practice all the time. We played against some of these great guys who showed us the ropes and what we should do. I think in our era just happened to be we had more guys who excel early and we had more guys that bought into what they were teaching and cooking, cooking up as far as coaching goes. Right, right. You know, one, one, of, the, one of the benefits that we had, right, was we played against a defense that we knew when we took the field on Saturday, the opponent's defense was not better, was never going to be better than the defense we practiced against all week long, mm-hmm. right? I think you could say that. I, I think the talent level on this team, I, I truly believe this, VJ, is, is pretty, pretty close in, in the aspect of there's not many teams. Our defense is better than Northwestern. Our defense is better than Minnesota's. Our defense is better than Maryland's, better than Rutgers. You know, you've got those two, three teams, right? Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, that, that when you play them, you know you're going to be rough. It's going to be a rough game. But you practice against those, that caliber of player every single day. Now, just translate that out on a Saturday. I, I, listen, I'm, I'm sitting here reminiscing now, thinking to myself the wars that we went through back in that day and, and how it effectively – like, again, when we say – I think people think we're being facetious or we're not necessarily being real when we say the games came easy. Practice was hard, but the games were the easiest part of what we did all week. And I think our talent level is getting to that point to where the coaches can present that during the week. You mean you think the numbers are up? Or no, the- no, I, I think the, 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 the type of players that we have in the system, I think our D-line's good. I think our young linebacking core is, is excellent. I think our secondary is, is pretty darn good. So, you know, every time those, those receivers go against that secondary, right, that, that we have, you know, every time you go against Camp Taylor Britt, you're not going to get better than that, much better than that at all in the Big Ten. So use that, right? Use that. Hey, I know I burned Camp Taylor Britt a few times in practice this week. I know I can burn this Ohio State DB or, or whoever that is. Yeah, right? so use that. So, big fellas, give us something, something to part ways until I, I talk to you next Monday. <clears throat> on, on more Monday, more money Mondays. Give me, give me a I little, mean, give me, give me. Yeah, you got, you got ten CBJ. seconds. Give it to me. I'm drink. I, I always drink the Husker Kool Aid, baby. Right, we're <laughs> we're winning this off season. I like it. I guess one of the things that I'm going to take with me as I move forward here in, in this off season is I love what we're doing recruiting wise. I love what we did coaching wise. I think we got some good changes coming in. And uh, I'm going to drink that Kool-Aid, but I think those changes are legit. Amen. This isn't, like, this isn't like last year where it's just kind of a shuffle and, you know, put out the same kind of product. We, we've got some real change here, and I'm, ex- I'm excited 
93.7 the ticket. We got to get ready to go, big fella. We'll talk to you next week. See you, BJ.